I work at a drugstore here in Toronto, a different location now, but I was working at one downtown. And one day I'm up near the front doing some things and I see this guy come in. I'm tall. I'm like 6'2". And this guy's taller than me. And he's just like, he's like actor, like movie star handsome. So you notice him right away. And he's like well-dressed. And I'm like, that guy looks familiar. Where do I know him from? And then as he walks off to the cash, I'm like, I think that was Dean. I think that was Dean from Gilmore Girls. So I'm like hovering <laughs> around cash. I don't want to be the person who goes oh up and God. like bothers the celebrity while they're just trying to grab a couple of, a couple, like it was literally like cough syrup and like, you know, maybe like a package of tampons for his wife, like basic, like drugstore stuff. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy who goes up and bothers him, especially because I see like another woman go up and say something to him and bother him. <laughs> So I'm like, mm-hmm. I won't say anything, but I'll just kind of hover nearby. And then I'm trying to decide what to do. And he's using self-checkout and the little light on the self-checkout flashes. And the robot voice says, uh, customer service at a self-checkout. And I'm like, oh, it's my opportunity. So I run over and uh, it flagged it because he was using American Express and we're in Canada. So it was like, oh, he needs my authorization. They need him to sign. So I run over, I tap my authorization. As he's signing, I look at him and I said, are you, and I, I didn't even complete the sentence. I was just like, are you, and he looked at me and he just kind of like nodded, like kind of shy, kind of <laughs> like, kind of like, oh, like, oh shit, I got caught. He just kind of nodded and I was like, yeah. And I was like, Gilmore Girls is my favorite show. And then his face changed because we looked it up after the fact. And Oh, he's the supernatural. There was mm-hmm. a, there, uh, he was in town for like a supernatural fan convention. Yeah. So I think once I said like, oh, Gilmore Girls is my favorite show, he was like, not that he's like, you know, embarrassed of Supernatural by any means, I'm sure. But just like, I think maybe it was unexpected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, so then his like face lit up and he's, and right away he's like, have you seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Her new show? <laughs> I said, oh yeah, it's great. He's like, yeah, I love that show. And then, uh, and then that was it and he left. Oh, well, that is really sweet. I love that. So great. That was it. Yeah, I didn't I want to ask for his autograph or anything, Maisel. actually. <laughs> I didn't need to ask for his autograph because I kept his, I kept the authorization <laughs> stuff that he signed. <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is supposed to go into like our files and get put away with the paperwork at the end of the day. Uh, I'll just, uh, you know, no nobody, will, nobody will notice that it's that's missing. Ah, like, oh, Team Dean. <laughs> for, one night, for one night only. Only one night. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know, man. <laughs> only in this one circumstance. are listening to Grit and Glitter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the power of women's wrestling. This week, we might, we might talk about women's wrestling a little bit, but this week, we're talking about my favorite TV show of all time, a little number courtesy of the CW called Gilmore Girls. I am joined by my new friend from the West Coast. Her name is Vaughn. Hi! And we are joined by professional, professional wrestler, Journey Burke. Hello, it is I, Journey Burke. Vaughn, start us off. Tell our listeners, since it's your first time on the show, a little bit about yourself, uh, how long you've been into wrestling, what you do, and uh, how long you've been into Gilmore Girls. Oh, gosh, that's 
a lot. So I've been into wrestling since about the early 2000s. Um, the funny thing was I watched professional wrestling, but I didn't know it had real people until way later because I watched the Saturday morning cartoon show Ultimate Muscle. And I was just obsessed with that. I didn't realize that because I think when it comes to professional wrestling, it really does translate a little bit better when it comes to things like video games and anime sometimes because it's so cartoonish that you you kind of buy into it more with than like with real people. But then um I I, mm-hmm. I caught like a Monday night raw in like two thousand and two and then it the rest was just history on that part. <laughs> what am I? I don't know what I am. I, I mistakenly called myself like I, I questioned on Twitter if I was like considered a comedian because of like the things I did. And then someone just like immediately shut it down. It's like, no, you're a content creator. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? That's fair. I forgot that word existed. I asked that question at like 3 a.m. and I got immediately shut down. I was like, oh, no, no. OK, I know my place now. I'm a content creator. That OK, I can live with that. But I, I, I have a TikTok that's I get maybe quote unquote popular. I don't I don't know how to like advertise myself when it comes to this. I'm just I'm just like the local weirdo. I'm like the weird little girl of wrestling. That's the only way I can really describe it, honestly. I think that's a great moniker. The weird little girl of wrestling. Right? Like <laughs> it, it kind of shows. Like some of you did not grow up as the weird little girl in this really niche content and it shows and I feel like I have to really represent, you know? You gotta you gotta do it for the all, all the other weird little girls out there now. Of course. Someone's got to be shouting to the heavens that we need, like, a wrestling dating sim and that, like, we need more pastels and girly shit. Like, let's do it. Ooh, and on the question of Gilmore Girls, I think I started watching Gilmore Girls uh, mostly from reruns on, like, the WB when it was still airing. But then I it was one of those things of, like, if I was, like, sick at home and it was on TV, I would watch it. But I didn't really start watching it like serialized until it was about to end. And I was like, oh, well, you know, it's a TV show that's about to end. I might as well start like catching up on it. And I was basically just hooked. I think I binged the first three seasons in like a couple of weeks. I think that's how it goes, because, yeah, that's similar to my story. (laughs) But Journey, tell our people about you. How long have you how long have you been wrestling? And oh uh, like where <laughs> where uh, where are your main promotions? So yes, I'm Journey Burke Esquire, lawyer by day, pro wrestler by night. Um, I'm I've only been wrestling for a little under a year. I made my debut last December, so coming up on a year here shortly. Um, my main promotions. I am on the East Coast. I'm in Philadelphia. So I do a lot of work um, in Ridgefield Park uh, in New Jersey, and um, Three Legacies Wrestling is a big one that I go to, Brie Combination Wrestling, um, starting to go to Capital Championship Wrestling, and uh, I mean, I have a lot of like one-off promotions that I've been in, but I think those are the three, the three big ones. Um, and Atlantic All-Star Wrestling, I'm currently their women's champion. Um, so those are the, the, the places I frequent, like I said, a lot of outside Philly and in New Jersey. So if you're in the area, come check it out. Have you ever wrestled in Connecticut? I have not, not yet. So, I mean, I'd love to be able to go up and down the East coast and 
I've driven through Connecticut <laughs> and I actually, actually, this is a funny story that, which I, we can tell later, but I did do a summer at Yale. So. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I was convinced that I was going to go to Yale because of. But did you drop school. out of Yale? Uh, I'm, I kind of. So. Why did you drop out of Yale? Well, so it was like a high school summer program. And so I did, there were two semesters in the summer, I guess. And the first semester I went, I finished. The second semester, we actually couldn't afford it anymore. So I started in like a week and then I had to drop out because it, that shit is expensive. I'm sorry, that stuff is expensive. I don't know if I can cuss on this, on this podcast. <laughs> Should have asked. But yeah, so, so technically I did drop out of Yale in, in a sense. Because you didn't have the Emily Richard connection to help uh, fund yeah. you through. I did not. No, you didn't move into I was, a pool house. No, I didn't get a pool house. I didn't get a rich boyfriend. I didn't get any of those things. So did I you just, steal a just boat? Just the debt. <laughs> no, no, never been, never been arrested. So we're, we're gonna try to keep that one going. So you, so now you're more or less in your sort of like a year in the life era, where nothing worked out and things are hopeless and directionless <laughs> oh, and you don't know what's going on with your life. Basically. I mean, I was 17 at the time, so I had a little bit more going for me, but you know, it was between junior and senior year of high school. And then I was still convinced that I was going to go to Yale, not knowing anything about like applying to college because nobody in my family had ever gone to college. So I was like, Oh, this should be easy. Nah, didn't get into Yale. And, you know, that that I think was my hopeless era. <laughs> but things worked out eventually. So it, it all comes around. And what's your Gilmore uh, proficiency level? Oh, I would say I'm an expert, but I, I don't want to toot my own horn here. But it was I started watching... I mean, probably around 2004, 2005. So I didn't start it right from the beginning, but it was it is my favorite show of all time also. And it was something that my mom and my sister and I always watched together. We bought all the DVD sets like I read all of the little inserts that they had, like the inserts have like little Gilmoreisms in there. And I would like read them all, try to understand them all. And a lot of them still go over my head, but like. <laughs> you know, as you rewatch it, it's funny because you'll pick up on some things that like you didn't get the first time, which I love. Um, and I'm probably I don't even know how many times I've watched through Gilmore Girls, <laughs> but you know, it's always I always have a specific season and specific like episode that I go to whenever I want to rewatch or whenever I'm feeling particularly nostalgic. Always start with the Jess episodes because. We'll just start there. I'm Team Jess, obviously. Good but, call. Good call. Yes. <laughs> it's the only choice, really. But, you know, I guess people have their own opinions. Yeah, the wrong ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like I've heard there are people who, act who are actually Team Logan, and I'm like, who are who? I'm glad I don't know these people. They're wrong. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> these are the people who left with Adam Brody to go watch the OC instead. Yeah. <laughs> people who like Logan, I'm convinced, are people who also like the JAS. Like, oh. they, they have to be. That's Logan would 100% be part of the Jericho Appreciation Society, and I'm I'm completely right. Yeah. 
So my another like Gilmore Girls connection is my very best friend from since like middle school. She and I became best friends because we both watched Gilmore Girls and we were both the only, you know, 12, 13 year olds at the time that we thought, well, that we knew of that watched Gilmore Girls like as it was on TV. And she was Teen Logan. And I was like, how are we friends? I, I don't understand this. But I think she's grown up a little bit now. I don't know if she's still Team Logan, but she was when we were, you know. Well, it's weird because I I can slightly understand a little bit why people would like Logan in the original series. But once it hits a year in the life, I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Absolutely not. Like, I think I think when I first watched Gilmore Girls, I liked Logan more. But when I rewatched it, like as I get older, I just I just hate him even more. Oh, yeah. Like he just gets worse and worse. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? The older you get, the more you're just like, oh, no, this is this is not good. Exactly. He is terrible. He's so bad. Like, I know people complain about Dean, too. But I mean, that's another thing. As you get older, I'm just like, oh, Oh, yeah, they all have their own faults. And they've all yeah. kind of grown in their own ways. Logan for the worst. <laughs> yeah. Logan Logan had no redeeming qualities, but you know. Gotta Like they gotta weirdly retcon Dean in the in Year in a Life. <laughs> but like Logan's like, no. The only way no. you can really beat Team Logan in Year in a Life is if you admit to the fact that him and Rory are both terrible, so they kind of in a way deserve each other. Yeah. That's a fair perspective, I think. Like that's the only way, but usually people don't admit that. <laughs> Right. <laughs> My thing is like all of Rory's guys are kind of losers. Like even you know oh, even yeah. even early Jess, mm-hmm. right? Like he's an ego egoist oh, yeah. and he's an asshole. He's only really great once he leaves and like starts yeah. publishing his own zines and then comes back. Whereas mm-hmm. almost every Lorelai boyfriend is like just a sweetheart. Like like <laughs> golden retriever, yeah. Yeah, like I. Come on, like, how can you not love, yes, Max, like, how can, like, come on, Max, like, any other reality, like, somebody would be blessed to have a guy like Max Padina. They do all benefit from the fact that they are more mature, technically. True, true. That's a big, yeah. So part, part of the magic of the show, too, right, is that you've got those different levels. Like you said, when I... I discovered the show probably 2004, I'm thinking. I would have been 19 out of high school, no friends, unemployed, spending a lot of time sitting at home just, like, devouring things, you know, downloading music, torrenting TV shows, going to the library and getting comics, just, like, cons- consuming content. I was, I was the inverse oh, of you. Oh, the content. And... I'm looking for new shows to find, and I hear, somehow or other, I hear about the show called Gilmore Girls. And at first, it doesn't, I'm a straight white dude, it doesn't seem like something for me. All the marketing made it look like a traditional, like, really girly show. Like, I, I, maybe even borderline Christian. Like, all the marketing I saw for it made me think that it was, like, Seventh Heaven, or it was, like, One Tree mm. Hill, or something like that. So I never would have given it a shot. Except, then I heard about the soundtrack. And I grew up in the 90s, so it's like soundtracks are key. Empire Records, Mall Rats, The Crow, all these. Usually I found mm-hmm. that if a movie or a TV show has a really good soundtrack, then the movie's usually pretty decent as well. And so I hear like, oh, this Gilmore Girls show, which I know nothing about, 
The soundtrack has like Yola Tango and The Shins and XTC and Joey Ramone. And I'm like, what? Okay, what is this show? Because that doesn't seem like <laughs> that doesn't seem like Seventh Heaven. Now I'm confused. So I downloaded the first two episodes and yeah, I was hooked instantly. You know, same thing. Binged like everything, like the first four seasons in, you know, chronological order in like a, a couple of weeks, probably caught up to where they were airing live. And I think I watched the last two seasons, like week by week as they aired. Oh, wow. <laughs> so watched the whole series through, straight through to the end. And then when I finished, I got my mom to sit down and we watched the entire series through start to finish. Like every night after my dad went to bed, we'd watch like one or two episodes. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, a couple years later, just by chance where, Oh, uh, my mom says to me like, Oh, I was just talking to your grandma on the phone. And I said like, I asked her, like, what she's doing. She's like, oh, I'm just watching Gilmore Girls. <laughs> so it's one of these things where it's like my mom loved the show. My grandma likes the show. My younger sister likes the show. Because everybody can relate to it and different things. So, like, and I've watched the start to finish since then. And I've watched uh, episodes as they aired randomly on TV on Sunday mornings. And, yeah, when I started watching the show, obviously I related to Rory. And I wanted a girl like Rory. Just like when I was younger, I wanted a girl like Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Just like the the smart bookworm brunette girl, but now <laughs> now when I watch it and I'm older, it like I'm yeah now now I'm like Lorelai's age, so now I'm relating to her on her level instead. Yeah, yeah. Like it really is like I don't want to say timeless because that's like such a cliche to say, but like you can definitely learn something or relate to something like you were saying in every era of your own life. Like when I get to the, I don't think I'll ever relate to Richard and Emily, but like, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I'll never be that rich. <laughs> that rich, but they're, hope. but they are, they're so human for all their flaws and all their like, you know, we don't, we can't relate cause we're not like rich, rich white wasps from Connecticut. But I'm sure once you get, if you get to the age where you're like, a mother or a grandmother, there'll be parts of her and Lorelai's relationship where you're like, mm, I, I understand where why Emily's acting this way. The the, the, yeah. the formula to every Lorelai Emily episode, right, is if things are going great in the middle of the episode between them, you know the episode's gonna end with a shitstorm. And if mm-hmm. the whole episode is about them fighting, we'll get like a nice moment at the end where they actually come together and, <laughs> and find common ground. No, I think I, I was rewatching it in the last like couple months actually and like the more the more I watched Lorelai and Emily the more I felt bad for Emily because I was yeah. like dang Lorelai like you're being kind of a brat right now <laughs> which it, I didn't think the first time around the first time around I was like yeah Lorelai's so right like Emily's the worst and then you know you watch it again and you're like wait a minute that's not true and then you feel bad for how you've treated your own parents and then you get into an existential crisis but you know (laughs) we've all been there all right we'll try to make some we'll try to make some sort of wrestling connections to all of this just oh i'm ready i have a ton to to appease the listenership (laughs) but i got one last question first we already we already covered we're all team jess makes sense no team marty (laughs) (laughs) 
Let's go Marty. Marty. Another another one of these ones where it's like I. He did him dirty, man. Another one of these ones where like I feel bad for him the first time, but then when he comes back around, he like pretends that he doesn't. Oh no, yeah. That they don't know her. Then you're like, okay, now you're, now you deserve to be dumped by Jessica Jones. Yeah, (laughs) that was that whole plot line is so awful. So strange. All right, Uh, Journey. You said whenever you rewatch the series, you start with the Jess episodes. Yeah. Whole series overall. What's your favorite episode? My favorite episode, I think it has to be the 24-hour dance marathon when Jess and Rory, or, or, yeah, like, when Jess and Rory finally, like, tell each other they like each other, and then when Rory and Dean finally break up. Like, that, like, I always start right before that episode, but that is, like, my marker of, like, all right, this is when I need to start paying attention, because, like finally you're like all right this is all gonna pay off and then like there's still a little bit more but you know there i think is like the peak of my interest i'm like ah finally it happened plus the dance marathon is just hilarious because i love kirk and everything that kirk has ever done in his whole life so the the tier for me is always like town episodes number one then like in episodes slash Lorelai episodes and then like Rory and like uh, school episodes dead bottom for me. Anytime there's an episode that's mostly mm. about Chilton or mostly about like Yale, I'm just like, oh, hurry yeah. up, hurry up, get, get to the, the Lorelai B plot. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. I don't think Roy can really hold her own episodes when it comes to that because it really showcases how terrible she is most of the time. Or the other characters are, I find I find those characters are like the most cartoony, like early Paris and the girls. I'm like mm-hmm. they're so oh, they're, yeah, they're like cart- the puffs. They're, yeah, they're like so cartoonishly bully and then Francine later on as well. I'm like yeah. I just don't like this oh, because God. of how like cartoonish they are. And then later seasons are so Logan dominated and I just can't stand him and his friends, right? Yeah. <sighs> Oh, God, the Life and Death Brigade? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Life and Death uh, Appreciation Society. Yeah, oh, they, they would be. They <laughs> would exactly be. It. That's exactly it. 100%. Logan, big Sammy Guevara energy. Oh, my God. He oh. Is. oh, my God. That's crazy that you just said that because I You're hate so Sammy. Right. <laughs> You're 100% right. I was almost oh going to say MJF, but, like, at least MJF knows that he's terrible, and Logan thinks he's awesome, so he's definitely Sammy. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. MJF oh is, his, is uh, Logan's friend who's, like, always drinking and being a dick. <laughs> um, like, you know, yeah. consciously being a dick. Yeah. I think that's fair. That's fair. Holy shit. Right. Yeah, this Sammy-Logan connection is just blowing my mind. This is, <laughs> yeah, this just, like, changed my life. <laughs> Now we need uh we need them all jumping off the top rope with umbrellas. Oh my god! <laughs> In all the apparatus, this. I'm gonna get a faction, and we're gonna be a Gilmore Girls faction, and we're gonna do that, and we're gonna dedicate it to this podcast right here. It, you heard it here first, first folks. <laughs> I mean, every good wrestler has like Stars Hollow towny energy. I feel like. I mean, you have to have Taylor energy. That's yeah. Just, you know, Carney if you're a good wrestler, you're definitely Kirk. Mox has mad Kirk energy. <laughs> yes. I was yes. gonna say, I was, 
I was gonna say uh, Taylor Dosey has QT Marshall energy. <laughs> he does. <laughs> oh it's him God. and Art Adderson with the gun and the like the Denny's menu. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's incredible. Um, Another one that's spot on. <laughs> Vaughn, your favorite episode of the series. Literally, just because we were only talking about the Life and Death Brigade, the first thing that comes to my mind is You Jump, I Jump, Jack, where they jump off that scaffolding. But I know that's definitely not my favorite, but it's the only thing that's coming to my mind. Mm-hmm. All right, you keep thinking, because I will tell you my favorite episode, and I've thought about, I have thought about this long and hard, so I have the advantage there. Bracebridge Dinner. Oh, okay, no, that's, yeah, mm. that's the one. You get so much of the that's cast together, the you get them all in. I love having all the different types of people interact, right? Emily and Richard are fighting, but, like, they're there, and they're rubbing shoulders mm-hmm. with Gypsy and with Miss Patty. Anytime you get, like, Emily and Miss Patty or Emily and Babette together, that's, like, delightful. Oh, my gosh. So and, and then you get the romantic uh, sleigh rides, right? With Lorelai and Luke mm-hmm. and Rory and Jess. You get, um, is that the, that's the episode where they build a, a snowman version of Bjork. Yeah, I think in the square as well, and they don't win the contest, but they, uh, oh no, they they, I think Jess thinks they should have won, so he trashes like he destroys he the, it. the yeah. one that should the one that did win or something. Yep. Yeah, Bracebridge Dinner has it all for so me. Sweet. It's that's a good one. That's a really good choice. That is. That might be my favorite. Yeah, I think a runner-up for me is when they open the inn, the dragonfly. Like the first soft opening night where everyone in the town comes. Another good one. All right, let's talk some wrestling. Vaughn, which Gilmore Girls character do you think would make the best pro wrestler? The best? I think it depends on the era, but I think Richard would have been a really good, like, one of like those old timers, like he wouldn't have a personality, but like in like the like the 70s or 80s, he would just because he's such a big broad like dude. I think he'd be kind of just like that, like Mr. Perfect kind of guy. Richard versus Gorilla Monsoon. Book it. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause, yeah, Richard's got like... that kind of all American thing to him. What Chuck Berry song does he use as his entrance theme? <laughs> oh, God. Maybe back in back in the USA, he plays like a pro American fighting the like foreign heels. Yeah, he would he would have like the singlet on and like maybe that old school like all American wrestler like helmet, but like I think he'd he he'd really play up into the whole USA thing because he's kind of just like that white boy, just all American. I'm the I'm just like the baby face of like the olden days kind of thing where there really is no personality to him if you look deep into it. It's all just up front. He would be like a peak like Vince McMahon, like day number one staple kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like an elder Bob Backlund. Yeah. Just not not as uh, not go. as buck tooth and goofy more more of like a a a serious big man who will knock you out for uh, saying that america isn't the greatest country in the world yeah and like a predecessor to like triple h where it was like like the hunter hearst helmsley kind of like sophisticated blue blood kind of aristocrat thing i've been thinking about this and i think kirk would be the best wrestler because (laughs) like I would just, first of all, I would just love to see Kirk as a wrestler, but like, 100%. you know, heel Kirk would go nuts. Like, 
like I said, in the dance episode, like you get to see Kirk. He's so competitive. Like he is ruthless. And like heel Kirk would just be so hilariously evil and just probably lose all the time, which I would also love because like, you know, I love comedy wrestling. I don't care. I would love to see Kirk as a, as a comedy wrestler. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, sh- maybe Shades of Santino. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely a Santino. Yeah. Or, like... With, like, the, the gear of Michael Cole. <laughs> I was thinking, like, when Brandon Cutler and Peter Avalon had the, like... Oh, my God, yes. They both had the losing streak on Dark, and they had to, like, somebody had to win... Like, that, that is the vibe that I'm thinking for Kirk. Like, that's what I want to see. Because that, like, to this day, that storyline on Dark is, like, one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my whole life. Like, I thought it Top was tier. so funny. So good. And, like, the wrestling was good, too. But I was just so entertained. So good. And I think Kirk would fit perfectly in there. Because Definitely. also, Kirk cutting promos? Crazy. Would go oh, yeah. crazy. Like... I, I need his, to his see black and white art house promos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've seen technically we've seen Heel Kirk. Heel Kirk was in that episode when um he was trying to buy that house from Luke because he saved up all that money from yeah. all of his like his part time jobs and he was like he basically cut a promo on Luke when he was telling him and explaining to him how he had saved up all that money and he was gonna buy that house from him for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Like that was peak Heel Kirk. So good. You know what? Kirk could come out and have a different gimmick every time because he has different <laughs> jobs every time. That yes. was kind of my thought. Was like, 100%. Maybe not every time, but like every couple of months, he's like all of a sudden now he's um, he's a masked luchador and you know it's him under there, but he's like pretending that it's not. Oh my God, he's Serpenico. That's what he is. Kirk is Serpenico. He is. He is. Well, when, like in the very first season, Kirk... Like, he had a different name. He was somebody else. Yeah. He was, so, like, the dial-up internet guy. Yeah, and his yeah. very first appearance, he's Mick. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, he's Kirk. Yep. So I think it would be Kirk is Serpentico. Kirk is Pentago. Or he's got, like, you know, like, the Taylor Dosey type is his manager, and so he's doing all these different holiday-themed... Every holiday, oh he's coming God. out and doing, like, the holiday gimmick matches. So it's, like, it's St. Patrick's <laughs> yes. Day. You know he's going to come out, like... Dressed as an Irish, dressed as like a leprechaun, but he's still like six feet tall. And he's going to like, yes. he's going to pick a fight with like a legitimate Irish wrestler like Seamus. And Seamus just like pummels the shit out of him for like <laughs> how offensive this leprechaun game is. Oh my gosh. Like the more we talk about it, the more excited I am to see Kirk as a wrestler. Like <laughs> somebody, please, please give me this. Kirk would also 100% believe in kayfabe. Oh, he yeah. does not think it's fake. No. It's real to me, damn it. Yeah, I'm trying to... There are definitely shades of his, like, Guardians of the Galaxy character in there, too. I can't remember mm-hmm. his Guardians character's name, but just, like, on the on the last one where, like, he's trying to use the weapon, like Yondu, mm-hmm. but instead he's just, like, hurting people by accident because he's, like, not good at the at the violence. Something like that. Like, every ma- like he, he gets a moment in a match where he hulks up and he actually, like, is, like, fired up, but then, you know... He he swings with a big right hand. His opponent moves, and he just ends up punching out with the ref or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so perfect, man. I need this. And then he and Taylor have a feud, 
because he's tired of Taylor being his <laughs> manager and he finally wants to stand up to his dad. Book an Amy Sherman Palladino. <laughs> Book an Amy Sherman Palladino. Could you imagine uh, an Amy Sherman Palladino written promo? Just like a fucking walk and talk through like a hallway. Please. That'd be insane. A six-page, three-minute promo. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know if anybody could actually keep up with how fast it would be, but, you Ooh. know. I'm trying to think of wrestlers who would be really good at, like, cutting an Amy Sherman-Palladino dialogue now. Has to be, I'd... like, an 80s cocaine wrestler, because that's the only one who could do it. Yeah, not many people <laughs> right now would be able to do it. I went. I thought long and hard about this, but, like, which character I would make... A pro wrestler. And I tried to go like more. I tried to go more obscure. You know, in my head, I'm like I'm trying to picture like what would Zach be like as a wrestler, yeah. or like Mrs. Kim, or uh... <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Kim would be so good. She'd be a great manager. She'd be like Mrs. Fuji. A hundred percent. She's ride or die for her team. Oh yeah, like like when she's like when she finally gets behind uh, Hep Alien, she's like, I'm gonna manage you and I'm gonna get you gigs and you're gonna do this and this and this. She's such a good character. Yeah, after thinking about it long and hard, I was like, you know what? I got to go back to the one person who actually has wrestling experience. The what? The one dude who was an, a standout amateur wrestler in high school before he took over his dad's hardware store and turned into a diner. Oh, yeah. Luke was a wrestler yeah. in high school. He was an amateur wrestler and... That's right. But so I have, I have to, I have to differentiate here. In, I'm gonna say this version of Luke is like an alternate reality because we know Luke's amateur wrestler in high school. We know he was a Star Trek fan. But I need like alternate reality Luke where he also became like a theater kid, and in this reality he like ends up wrestling for Chikara, and he's like, <laughs> he's like he's either, he's like under a mask and he's either, holy he's, shit he's he's like one of the fire he's like one of a colony he's like not fire ant but he's like snow ant or something like that hardware ant <laughs> or instead of like uh low, low ice cream he's like i mean he could be worker ant yeah or he's like los espresso where instead of los ice cream he's like a, a coffee themed <laughs> character yes that's the one thing that came to mind because he has a wrestling background but i had oh to say God. like that but that's like in an alternate reality because the luke that we know he's like not like he's too shy and he's too like introverted and like too easily embarrassed to do something big like that our Luke, if he became a wrestler, I think he'd be like Dean Malenko, or like or like Lance Storm. You know, he'd be like technically sound <laughs> mm-hmm. in the ring, uh, okay on the mic, no like no big shakes on the on promos, and like no real defined character. Like work rate people yeah. would be like, yeah, this guy's good right. in the ring, but everybody else would be like, I don't know what you see in Luke Danes. He's so boring. <laughs> He's right. there. Mm-hmm. Like, no, but he puts the work in. <laughs> Like, yeah, he would be the workhorse. They're like, did you see the match he had against El Kirko? And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, he, yeah, he carried El Kirko to like Kirko's great, greatest match ever. But like, I don't want to see him. Yeah, fair, totally yeah. fair. Monotone, you know. Also, Kent he Shamrock would be the muscle, energy, and Kirk would be like the mic. Yeah. And they just can't stand him. He just can't stand him, but Kirk won't leave him alone. Yes. Or, or yeah, or you know, they were rivals, but then once Kirk and uh, Taylor turn on each other, then Luke's like, "All right, you know, uh, you're you're okay. I'll I'll help you take care of Taylor." 
He like feels bad and like, takes him under his Because he's, he's more annoying. All right, let's flip things around. Journey. Which wrestler would fit right at home in Stars Hollow? <sighs> okay. So this one, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> dang it. Um, I'm right here at the gazebo. <laughs> right, right smack. So I actually did visit the WB like set, and I got to see <gasps> the Gilmore Girls gazebo, and it was like, oh my god, the greatest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And I saw Mrs. Kim's house. It was so nice. It's like Legendary Street, right? Like they've been using that street and that gazebo in movies since like the 40s, I think. Yeah, it was really, really cool to see. But like me, I, like me and the best friend that I mentioned earlier, who's Team Logan, and another one of our friends, we were like just freaking out because i was like oh my god this is so crazy and i was like take a picture of me so i have lots of pictures of me in stars hollow um quick interruption they filmed the pilot episode 40 minutes from my house oh wow if you go back and watch the pilot episode and you probably will as soon as we're done recording now you'll notice that Mm -hmm. it looks a little bit different like luke's isn't on the corner it's in like the middle of like a street on a strip and yeah. they don't have the gazebo and they don't have some other things because the pilot was filmed in Unionville, Ontario, which is like right, like like I said, 40 minutes from here. It's like a historic uh, strip that kind of looks Oh, I like... drove through there. Oh, yeah, I drove through there. I remember them saying, yeah, it's like this is like the Gilmore Girl. Yeah. Yeah. So like if the very first shot of the whole series is Lorelai like walking down the street and crossing the street and walking into Luke's. And I'm like, I've walked down that street. I've been to the... And that's why the whole mythology in the show of him like his dad owned a hardware shop was that literally for that pilot episode, they used a hardware shop that existed here and they turned it into a cafe for the show. And then later on, they just decided to explain why there was a hardware sign about this cafe for no reason. <laughs> got a cafe, but you gotta, you gotta make it work. Anyway, uh, journey, pick a wrestler, give him a, give him a mortgage in stars hollow. So this one I was really having trouble with because I'm just like completely blanking. So I might have to come back to this one once we get the the creative juices flowing because I'm just kind of like, yeah. My, I don't, I didn't, for whatever reason, my brain right away went to Willow Nightingale working at Taylor's old fashioned ice cream (gasps) shop. Yes. And he just like loves her energy and how like perky she is and how bubbly she is. And yes. And then, like, Kirk's, like, jealous of, like, how, how much Taylor loves her. And then Luke is, like, Luke and, and even Lorelai sometimes are just, like, I, I can't, she's a little too perky. I, I can't take that at 8 in the morning. I think she fits. She definitely does. Mm-hmm. She has positive townie energy. Good townie energy, yes. Very good. She's, like, helping out at, like, Miss Patty's. Oh, yeah, at the dance studio? Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, she vents the dance studio one night a week and teaches wrestling classes to the young girls. Yes, oh. please. <laughs> so please. to all the little girls, you still you still miss Patty in the standing in the doorway like smoking while the girls behind her are, like, yeah. are doing yeah. like <laughs> she's like back in my day are doing tumbles and like you know working on their uh, body slams and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Miss Patty, Patty would be like, an amazing women's wrestler. Once. Yeah, Miss Patty has a story about, like, dating Gorgeous George. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, I, I think I have my answer now. Okay, we charge you. And this is going to be a weird 
a weird runaround. So I think, actually, no, I don't know if I want to use him because I have him as a as a potential answer for another question. But you know, I already said it. So I think Cody Rhodes, <laughs> it because I think he's gunning for Taylor's spot as mayor. Really? Yeah. Because I, I would have put him with like Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Wait, sorry, say that again? I would have put him with the Life and Death Brigade. I would have thought he was gunning for, like, Logan's spot. See, that was my other thought, is who would Logan be as a wrestler? And it's obviously Cody Rhodes, but now we have Sammy, Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I think either Cody Rhodes or Sammy would be perfect choices for Logan. But, oh, like, they're the fusion of him. Yes. So I, But I think Cody Rhodes comes in as, like, the big city guy who's looking to slow down but just wants to be a big fish in a small pond like mm-hmm. that's the impression that I get so he wants to be the new Taylor because he sees that Taylor's getting old and then <laughs> he's trying to be mayor but then Jackson comes in and he wasn't expecting Jackson so he doesn't know how to how to counter him I think this is just me making my own storyline not that cody would actually fit in stars hollow but that's the storyline i would like oh to no make. but he definitely you would be like <laughs> like bullet club ring of honor days trying to like usurp the like the the title exactly he wants that top spot yeah he's like i could do it one of the old guys yeah. who stand who stand around in their uniforms in the snow and looks like giving them like feeling yeah, sorry for them because they're standing yeah one of the He's like, my dad was one of these guys, and so you know, I'm one of I'm one of you, even though I I haven't lived in Stars Hollow in 20 years. I'm one of you guys. You know, my dad, Dusty. He was one of you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would be good. Everybody loves Dusty, but they hate his son. Oh yeah. Or they're <laughs> schmoozed by him at first, but like the real ones see through it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Like, Luke so immediately is, like, not having it. No. <laughs> and he comes into Luke's every day to try and get Luke to like him. But, you know, Luke just won't. He won't do it. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, like, Lorelai or Rory kind of, like, they're charmed by him at first because they think he's handsome. But then, like, slowly over time, they talk to him more and they kind of, they're, like, they have that light bulb moment of, like, oh, no, you're really fake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he comes in every day asking Luke for, like, apple pie, and Luke's like, I only have blueberry pie today. He's like, come on. Blueberry? Apple pie. That's America. This is America. Vaughn, finish us off. Give us one more resident for Stars Hollow. I have a wild one, and I've technically already said it, but I, I genuinely think John Moxley would eat up being in town, like, like a Stars Hollow. He would love it there. He would thrive. He's he's there like day one going to like all the barn meetings and thinking everything like he he's one of those like established Stars Hollow people where like everyone's kind of wary of him. But it's like, ah, it's Mox. Like, we know he's kind of surly, but he's like he's just weird enough to be one of them that his quirks are just like very like town like in a sense. He's just just an older Jess. Yeah. But now he's in green. He's 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 like Babette and Maury together. Yeah, I was going to say he's like Andrew, except like tougher. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, well, he, but I mean, he has so many different facets. He could be anybody. So I think that's a he good He really place. could. 
Mm-hmm. He he's so multifaceted. Like he can be quirky, he can be funny, he can be goofy, but he can also be very serious and like kind of scary. Like he he can fit whatever role they need to him to be in an episode. Yes. He's like a buff Kirk. It's <laughs> a very good point. I don't know how I feel about the visual of a buff Kirk though. <laughs> <laughs> he must have gotten like buff at least once. Like did he didn't he get did he get buff for like Guardians or something? Yeah, so we open with like there's a scene at, at happening at the at the diner with Luke and Lorelai. They're talking about the A plot. Taylor comes running in and like shuts the door behind him. He's like, "There's some hoodlum walking through town. I don't know who he is. Some guy in all in like a black tank top." And they look at the window and they're like, "Oh, that's John. Yeah, he's new here. He's oh, he's a nice guy. Yeah, him and uh, him and his wife are staying up at the Independence Inn." Oh yeah, Renee would definitely fit in Stars Hollow. Oh yeah, Renee was made for it. She really is. Mm-hmm. She's like helping out at like, um, was it Sophie's music shop or whatever? Oh, yeah. Or Wesley. she's like, she's thrifting at Mrs. Kim's 100%. Oh, yeah. Her and like, our, and oh, RJ Kim City like, too. Yeah. RJ City like, would Renee definitely be a star Yeah. Renee is the only person that Mrs. Kim likes. She's like a journalist, so she's just like, Oh yeah, maybe she's like writing like a piece on like Suki or something for a magazine. So she's just sitting, Ooh, yeah. she's sitting in like the dining room at the inn all day, just like interviewing her while she runs back and forth in and out of the kitchen. She mentions that she's writing a cookbook. Okay, we've clarified that we are all Team Jess. Uh, regarding Lorelai, we're all Team Luke, right? I don't think there is another team. Like, no digger. <laughs> <laughs> I feel for Digger, like I feel like he got he got a raw deal, but he did. But you have to. He just never returned. Yeah. <laughs> he should. That was a weird way to write him off. He showed up on Mrs. Maisel yeah. instead, hanging out with uh, Midge's dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so um, alternate, alternate picks, alternate draft picks. Vaughn, I'll start with you. Ship a wrestler with Lorelai or Rory. Oh, I have I have some good ones. I have some very good ones. So one I immediately thought of was um, it wouldn't be a long term thing. I think it would be like at a, like an episode or a couple episodes tops. But I really think Claudio would be a really good fit for Lorelai. Ooh. Like Claudio's like he's like sophisticated. He's like he comes to like the Independence Inn or like the Dragonfly Inn for like a business thing because he's very like suave and debonair. But he, they would bond over, like, their love for coffee. Because, like, Claudio's, like, a coffee snob. So I feel like mm-hmm. they would connect on that. But eventually, like, Lorelai would kind of just, like, not connect the dots. But she would see too much of, like, the life she didn't want with, like, Richard and Emily. And they'd be like, oh, they're just kind of, like, it's just, like, a passing fad kind of thing between them. But, and, like, he's, like, totally cool with it, too. Like As soon as Emily meets him... And gives him the stamp of approval, and it's like, he's great, yeah, he's exactly. so nice. And then right away, yeah, he's like, like uh, nope. I don't really like him anymore. He's like, oh, you picked really good, <laughs> Lorelai. She's like, ooh, ooh, maybe not. Mm-hmm. I think and Claudio he'd be totally cool have... with you. Yeah, he'd be like, you know what, I appreciate your honesty. But I do get a little bit of Christopher vibes from Claudia, so I can see Yeah, that's another, yeah. Right away, my br- right, right away for Rory, my brain goes to like, Peter Avalon crushing on her and following her around and her just like not being into it. Oh, Peter Avalon is Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They, they, that, that. 
Peter Avalon and QT Marshall definitely have Kirk and Teodosi vibes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. We need the team. We need to see it. Oh, the best friends would also be really good for like Stars Hollow people. They would just be in the oh. background. Oh, they fit that in perfectly. Was my, right. That was my answer for which wrestler would be at home in Stars Hollow. Uh, the other one that came to mind, I totally forgot now, was like Billy Starks hanging out with Happy Alien. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Just being like friends of the band and. Um, Brian crushing hard on Billy, and her like yeah. being a, her being oblivious because he like can't say anything. Mhm. Yep. Gil like adopts her as like a semi daughter. <laughs> that would be sick. That makes so much sense. Gil is basically a wrestler. It. Let's be let's be real. He really is. Yeah. He's got he's got all the characteristics. Like Gil is just good Chris Jericho. Friends. Good Chris Jericho. They do look a lot alike. They do. Like, it's crazy. Just Sebastian sure Bach. Like, yeah. But I feel like Sebastian Bach and Chris Jericho are definitely, like, legit real-life friends. I think they have to be, right? They have to be. Or they have, like, a blood feud and they're never going to speak to each other. <laughs> because they look too similar and they're like, there can only be one. All right, Vaughn, you said you had a couple. Give us, an, give us another ship. You got any for uh, Rory? I thought maybe her and MJF would have like a hate hate relationship that would slowly turn into like a like a begrudging kind of like will they won't they because like yeah, yeah like, he does have similarities to Logan yeah and, yeah and Christian too yeah exactly but like I just I don't see it like working well at the like it's one of those like it's gonna be a disaster <laughs> like you know it's never gonna end up good you're like why are you entertaining this like kind of thing so mine for rory i would pick adam cole Ooh! oh i remember now (laughs) like i feel like adam cole has just energy because like he could be a shithead but also like you know has a redemption arc but still has a little bit of like an edge sometimes you know you can still see sparks of the old adam cole and sparks of the asshole but like overall, much improved. So, you know, because we're team Jess, I I always want, like I want Rory and Jess to work out so bad. But I mean, after seeing Day in the Life, I was like, damn, Jess, you're better off without her. But you know, <laughs> whatever. So in in another universe where Rory does not make poor decisions or whenever Rory gets her life together, then Rory and Adam Cole can be together. That'd be a really good one. Yeah, I think I'd like to see it. So I think it could be could be a good redemption arc for Rory, too. Yeah, <laughs> good redemption arc for Adam Cole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Britt. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're just like the brochachos, but like romantic. <laughs> They're competing over Rory, and then that's how MJF and Adam Cole bond. All right, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to put. Uh, I'm going to have Michelle having a short fling with Max Caster. <laughs> he's in his French accent. He's like, yes, I know. He's too young, and he's too. He's too dumb, but, you know, let me enjoy myself. <laughs> that would be very Michelle. so funny. Mm-hmm. Or Michelle can work for Maximum Male Models. 
That's what I want to <laughs> see. Like when he goes to that like really hip hotel, like when they have to close the independence in and he thinks that he's not going to be part of the dragonfly. Oh or yeah, like, and he's talking he's talking about his, his Britney headset. Yeah, and his little like Bluetooth thing. Yep, yep. That's what I imagined him as like the manager for the maximum male models. Yes. All right, we wow, we're almost at an hour already. That's how easy it is. Yeah, we could talk Time about this. <laughs> I still have a couple yeah. of other, I think, who could be like potential love interests now that like I'm sparking it back in. All right, give us your yeah. best one. Best? I, th- I think if we want like a really good like redemption arc for Rory and like even like in, like in the span of year in the life, I think Adam Page would be a really good fit for her because Adam Page has like early Dean qualities before Dean turned bad. Like, he's smart, he's educated. Like, if we went the route of, like, that, that like, the early episodes of Year in the Life when Rory was, like, thinking about maybe becoming a teacher before she deemed it beneath her, I feel like Adam Page would be, like, the Chilton professor of, like, journalism or, like, graphic mm-hmm. arts that she kind of bonds with if she became that Chilton teacher. And, like, they kind of, like, they're both in, like, their early 30s and they're kind of, like, learning, like, learning it as they go kind of thing, and she doesn't spiral completely, I think they'd be a good fit. He's like Rory's Max. Yes, exactly. We do the inverse of our reality. In our world, Adam Page is a teacher turned wrestler. In their world, Adam is a wrestler turned teacher. Yes. He was a, he was a professional wrestler for like five, six years in his early 20s. Injury caught, forced him to retire, and then he went into teaching mm-hmm. like... Uh, yeah, maybe like mm, maybe like junior high. That's what I'm picturing. Because he's more like a salt oh, of the earth kind of guy. Yeah. Because um, Adam Page, like in his early days as a wrestler, he I think they were trying to make like a a sitcom with him, basically, which was basically Gilmore Girls. He was like a young wrestler, single father with like a baby. <laughs> I think they were trying to do that. I think that was like legitimately a thing. Oh my goodness. So it like it all ties in. It does. It does. He was gonna Gilmore Girls wrestling for real. You know what? I if I don't I can't remember if this is one of the questions, but like if I think it was one of the questions, so I don't want to jump the gun. But this is my answer: is who would be what wrestler would be a Gilmore Girls fan? I think it's Hangman. Yeah, he has to be. He's There's no it. way he doesn't like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, right? somebody somebody said Kevin. One of you said Kevin Owens right now, and I can see that too. Oh yeah, yes, for sure. Kevin Owens is a hundred percent team. Just he yells at the TV screen anytime it's a Logan episode. What are you doing? He yells. Why did you jump out of yell? Also, he's never seen that. I promise you, he's never seen the show. But if you sat Taz down, he'd love it. Oh my God! Someone oh, tweet yeah. at Taz right now. And somebody asked Taz. RJ City to get Taz. To watch the first episode with him. Secretly, Taz and Hook are like the biggest Gilmore Girl fans. <laughs> in the whole oh, world. Hook, would be, Hook would be an interesting like like love interest in the Jolton days, where he like oh, doesn't yeah. talk, and it's like, oh, maybe he likes her. Who knows? That would he be like an very interesting. Early Jeff. Yeah. yeah, Hook has that energy. I don't know how. I don't know. Uh, don't ask me. But Hook in Paris for some reason. That'd be so interesting. I just, I just want to put those two like, together and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, Paris did, like, 
she pretended she had a crush on Jess that one episode. So like, you know, he might be one of the only men to be able to like withstand Paris. She just keeps yelling at him and he just says nothing. He's like, why he's like, cool with it. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, whatever. Like, okay. You want some chips? Oh my god, how did I not say Danhausen would be a townie? Danhausen's oh. definitely a town. Danhausen owns like the 24 hour, like, it's all year round Halloween store for no reason. Yes. Or the video store. I think yeah. I'm the video store. Or just working at it. Just And like, he doesn't actually get paid, he just does it for fun. Danhausen's just there and no one can really explain it. He's, right. he's like the, oh, Elias is a troubadour. Like, there's so many options. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, all right, who's going to book the Gilmore Girls promotion? Like, <laughs> we need it. I need it. The possibilities are endless. So good. If we had to, okay, so if you had to book a pay-per-view for any promotion in Stars Hollow, which, like, which pay-per-view would it be? I want to see Extreme Rules in Stars Hollow. <laughs> Like Just to see a street fight in the town like, square. I need a match in the gazebo. Oh, like, yes. It's a ladder match, and you have to, like, climb the top of the gazebo. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. Or some sort of lumberjack Except, like, match involving, you know, involving all the locals. Yes. <laughs> Kirk would pull the Chuck Taylor and, like, literally dress up like a lumberjack. Like, Kirk, where did you get that? Lorelai makes all their wrestling gear. Yes. All right. Well, I got one last question for our pro wrestler friend here. So Vaughn and I have struck it rich. We found our rich parents and grandparents. We're pooling our money. We're starting our own Gilmore Girls themed wrestling promotion journey. You're signing with us. What's your new name going to be? Tell us a little bit about your gear and uh, maybe give us your finishing move for for Journey Burke, Stars Hollow Wrestler. I mean, I would probably go like the high school cheerleader route, like mm. Julia Hart style, and do the maroon and white, you know, for Stars Hollow High. Not the, the lean um, marching band look? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't think, I don't know that I would do the marching band gimmick, but because I I was a cheerleader back in the day, so I feel like, I could try to pull off the all-American small-town cheerleader vibe. Whether it will be successful is another question, but I do like the idea of the maroon and white gear in, like, you know, Julia Hart old cheerleader style gear. Okay, um, so we'll give you a nice so I think, all-American name. Yeah. We'll call you Jenny Burke. Yeah. Je- Ooh. Oh, I think I should be Lindsay. Like, oh, God. <laughs> just a... Just to piss everybody off. <laughs> she didn't do anything wrong. No, though. she did not do anything wrong. She was the scorned no. one. Yeah. And then I get to that, throw you have so much sympathy if you're Lindsay. Well, like I could be Lindsay and I could be the all-American cheerleader with like you know a sketchy past and nobody actually knows what's going on with her. And then that's I guess I'm just really a heart at this point because <laughs> then I have my heel turn. And I just have a psychotic break. But I think that's it. But yeah, Lindsay, what should be her last name? I don't remember what her actual last name is. You you go WWE diva style and just just Lindsay. Lindsay, I think that's fair. 
All all the greatest divas had. No, like, you just one take name. Dean's last name. <laughs> Lindsay Winchester. Um, yeah, I, or like I was thinking like Twain because they have the reference to like the Mark Twain magnet, which is like super specific and niche, and not even Lindsay remembered it. So <laughs> I know too much. Um, nah. Just Lindsay. Just Lindsay. Or like Lindsay White. Because <laughs> there are, there's like one black person in Star Hollow. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Lindsay White, all American cheerleader. But when she's a heel, she just. I don't even want to say psycho because Lindsay did nothing wrong. So She did nothing wrong. She did nothing wrong. She was justified. Yeah. Except, you know, having a poor taste in men. But, yeah. We've all been there, too. Oh, we thought Yuta would be, like, a cute, like, he has a crush on Rory, but she definitely does not see him at all. She would absolutely just, like, not even bother paying attention to him, but he has, like, a sweet crush. Yeah. That poor sweet boy. Poor sweet boy. And that's how he would get Marty. Oh, he would get martyred. Wheeler Yuta would get martyred so hard. Oh. Alright, Wheeler. Alright, I think that wraps up our show. I don't know if I don't know if the listeners can handle another hour of another episode. <laughs> I was gonna say there's plenty, plenty of. Let us, let us know in the comments if we should if we should make this into a full on Patreon series. <laughs> I would do it too. Honestly, like I have so many more thoughts, and I'm just gonna be booking my Fantasy Gilmore Girls promotion for the next like month. So. Oh yeah, I'm gonna go on like Archive of Our Own immediately. This just turned into a backdoor <laughs> pilot, like that weird episode where Jess goes to California. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, that is our show. Thank you for fantasy booking and uh, shipping with us here today. My name is Harley Vasquez. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Your Echo Heart. You can find Grit and Glitter on social media at Grit Glitter Pod. Support us on Patreon, all that stuff. Vaughn, where can people find you? Oh, God. Uh, I'm on Twitter at xdesustarx, and I have a TikTok. I think it's just at desustar, I think. Yeah, it's just desustar on, on TikTok. All right. And Journey, where can people support you? Where can people watch you wrestle, even though you're not from Stars Hollow? Oh. And not a cheerleader <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yet. And not anymore. Um, yeah. So I'm on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook. My Twitter is Journey Burke. I think it's just Journey Burke. And then my Instagram is Journey Burke PW. Uh, TikTok is Journey Burke 3, I think. And then Facebook, yeah, Journey Burke. Uh, there's a bunch of matches on YouTube that you can watch if you are so inclined. And um, coming up soon, I will be. Actually, tomorrow I'll be in West Virginia for WWA, and Sunday I will be in Philadelphia at the Worldwide Wrestling Dojo for Labor of Love. I have a I have a bunch of other shows coming up, but in the next two weeks, 
think that is basically it. So nothing, nothing too exciting coming up. But yes, if you're on the East Coast, then I'll, you'll probably see me popping up somewhere. Okay, thank you so much for being here with me. You <laughs> too. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Please come back next week when we tell you which professional wrestlers would be great on my so-called life. <laughs> Incredible. Love it.